0: Good morning. It's good to see you all. I want to ask you something. Um, when life is in life, the storms. when the storms roll in, where does your strength come from? Think about this. Who do you turn to when everything in life just is spinning out of control? Who do you rely on? Do you rely on yourself or do you rely on the power of Christ or Jesus Christ? Psalms 46, just as in the video it says, uh, uh, Psalms 46.10 says that be still and know that I am God. Are you allowing God to be your God and in control of your life or are you being your own God? I want to do a, uh, a recap, uh, a quick recap of what we learned in, in Ephesians real fast. And, and uh, it will lead us into chapter 3 today. Over the first two chapters of of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he has drilled deep into the roots of the identity issues that they were having. He has a picture in mind of where his listeners are currently seated in terms of their identity. And he has a picture of where he wants them to be seated— it's, it, but it 's not, it's not enough for Paul to acknowledge and discuss or uh, openly where his listeners are struggling in their identity he focused, he focused on where he knows their identity is actually rooted in Christ and he wants to take them to them to there. He wants to move them from the seat that they're currently sitting at, or is sitting at and, and currently see themselves into the seat that they're actually in. Much like a good doctor, okay? A good doctor, the the Apostle Paul, sees his patients and he sees seeking to help them become more healthy, right? Doctors do. What about a good teacher? A good teacher, he sees the lack of his students and he wants to build them up, he or she, or a good pastor, or uh, a a good shepherd. He sees danger of the places his sheep are feeding, and he wants to move them into into a safer and healthier pasture. Like a good physical trainer, um, he sees the weakness of his trainee, and he wants to help them become stronger. Like a good parent, he sees that he or she uh, Sees the immaturity of his children and wants to help them become more mature. Like God, he sees the place of his sons and daughters have been resting and is unwilling to leave them there. Now, this is where we come into chapter 3. Okay? If you would open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 21. And if you would just read along with me, now it says this. Okay, for this reason, I kneel before you, Father, before the Father, from whom is, from whom His whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that, being that you being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the people, God, uh, all of the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide, how long, and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with to the measure of all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do to do immeasurably more than all who ask we ask or imagine according to his power to that is at work within us to be to him be the glory in the church in the Christ in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now here's the Ephesians okay, in chapter three. They are needing strength and confidence. Strength and confidence. They they lived in a world, in a culture uh, that was at war. They were being attacked from all sides by worldly views, that were trying to water down the truth. Okay, they were uh, were persecuted just for being named as Christians, and on top of all that, they were being glaring the big glaring issue, especially for the gen- uh, Gentiles, of being treated as an unrelated subset of of the population. The Jews regarded the the Gentiles as dirty second citizens, second-rated citizens. The discussion the discussion over whether or not the Gentiles could be a part of the church. And what they had to do to become a part of the the church was uh, blazing out of control. And on top of that you got this pastor, the famous pastor, Paul of the Gentiles was locked up in a prison cell awaiting for a death sentence for his position in uh, interrogation. You see, Paul is writing um, the, in chapter 3, for this reason. The first three words are for this reason. In verse 1. The reason Paul begins with for this reason is because he wanted to explain again why he prayed for the Ephesians. But then he takes a little bunny trail. If anyone being you know, you, you're talking and you want to get to a point and you take a bunny trail, have you ever done that? Yeah, I know some guys, too. Look at him. <laughs> I have to embarrass the boss because he embarrasses me, right? <laughs> Um, But Paul was taking a bunny trail and explaining uh, his role in God's plan to save the Gentiles, and he wanted to give the basic truth about the Christian life. Who are we? And and he was saying that, who are we in Christ? And and the great ultimate, uh, unlimited resource that we have, and they had, in Jesus Christ. Paul then co- concludes uh, his description of the identity in Ephesians 3, uh, 14 through 21 by teaching that we have been strengthened in Christ. God wants us to have, to, to have the strength. Um, when, we, when we feel weak in our Christian walk, but, but God wants us to know that the strength that he has to offer us is there. Paul is teaching us in our text today four, way, four ways of how we can receive and to know the strength from God in times of weaknesses in our life. So if you could take out your little paper there that has all the points on there, you can take that out. The first point is this. The prayer for strengthening. Paul says in Verse 14, let's look at verse 14. Verse 14, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. When is the last time that you actually got down on the ground and was kneeling and praying? When is the last time you've done that for someone? So we all have those prayers of like like this, Sammy, uh, I pray that Sammy's foot will get better. Right? We've had those simple prayers. Um, but here is Paul showing us the great posture of prayer in verse 14. He's not only representing the attitude of submission and proclaiming that, uh, that God, we have a great God, a creator that loves us, the, a, a great king of above all kings, but Paul is begging for God begging to God for the Ephesians. He's coming to his knees. And, and he's not just coming to his knees, but he's crying out to God. What's the last time that we've done that in our lives? That we've came down to our knees and, God, I, I pray for this. Right? But he's, he's coming to his knees, crying out to God, that his friends, the Ephesians, will use the power and the strength that the Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit provides in the times of the trials, and, and he's letting them know that. He's letting them know that. It's the prayer of strength. Um, one thing I, I truly enjoy uh, is the elders that we have here at North Hills and Pastor Dave. Every monthly elder meeting that we have, uh, we always close our time in prayer, okay? And they will often get down on their knees. It's a great, it's, it's awesome to see that. They get down on their knees, and it's not a simple prayer. It is, it's crying out to God for the people that are in need, the people that are needing strength by name, by name, they're saying their name. And after that, they let those people know, hey, we are praying for you. What a great example, Right? When was the last time you've done that? When was the last time that us as a a church body has came together and came down on our our knees and we are praying for the the ones that are in trials and that, that need strength and for the ones that need a Savior, which is Jesus Christ in Goshen County and in our nation and in our world? When's the last time we've done that? I am encouraging all of us to get down on our knees for our people and start praying for our people in the church, here in Goshen County, in the nation, in the world. Um, one one way that uh, you you could do this as a church body, an uh, uh, opportunity that you have for us to come together is in October. We do we did it uh, a couple months ago. Uh, it's a while ago. Uh, National Day of Prayer. There it is. If so you came and joined us for that, we had a concert of prayer. And what it is, is this, we come together as a church body, we do some worship, and we pray for different areas in our church, our country, and, our, and, and, and what, in the world. So, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. And then, verse 15, it says, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. Paul reminds us that there is only one being that comes from every, uh, comes from, there's only one being that, come, that we come from, everyone comes from. This word is, the word here is father. It, 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 so it's before 15, but the word is father. There is like one father that all of the fathers come from. Right? And it, it's it's like taking a deep breath. Do that with me. Sometimes we got to do that, right? In the busy world that we're in. Right? You see, the deep breath, that reminds us that you and me, we are only able to do that because of the father, our Father that He allows that. We are important to God. It is God, our Heavenly Father, that makes the decisions that you and I can take that next breath. This is the way, this is why Paul is saying to the Ephesians, Hey, this is why I'm coming down on my knees praying for you to have strength. Because he knew that he wasn't powerful enough to save them and to give them strength. But knew that the one that could, that is God. Right? The one, the only one that was immortal. The almighty God, the heavenly father that loves them and us passionately and perfectly. And then you go on to verse uh, 16. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may be strengthened. You he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being. Think about that. Seriously, think about that. His riches of his glory. Right? The phrase his glory. That is Paul. This is Paul still on his knees. Praying and using verse 16 to say that those riches belong not to us, but to you, God. He's crying out, saying, dude, this this is, the riches belong to you. Why? Because of who he is and for his glory. A creator of everything, the Alpha and Omega. Paul is not praying for God to give us the riches, but that he would grant us, grant us believers to be strengthened by God according to his riches. Um, As a worship pastor, you know, if you love music like uh, me, you'll think of uh, uh, lyrics and songs that just connect to Whatever's going on in life, and even biblically, it just blows us away with words. But there's one word that's called, there's one song called the Revelation Song. Some of them we do here at church. Um, And the chorus says this Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing, praise you, the King of Kings, and you are my everything, and I will adore you. That song is based on Revelation four. The scene. Think about the scene of the scene. That is in Revelation 4. That God appears of jaspers and and rubies, and there was lightning and rumbling and pearls of thunder and with hundreds and millions of angels bowing down before him. Because why? Because our God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. Amen? Amen. Just making sure you're with me. But amen to that he is the one who is in charge of everything and in every every single one of us and to know that to know that he's capable of that is so mind-blowing so mind-blowing this is why paul is saying that according to his riches for his glory he's begging God for the people that he loves and praying for God to strengthen them with the power from the Holy Spirit and to continue to grow spiritually and become stronger with the power through the Holy Spirit this is why we should be praying for our people we should we should be praying not just for ourselves but for our people when times get tough and the trials hitting you in life, and you you're feeling weak, we've always we have been there. All of us have been there. Remember that the promise of the Lord, the promise that Lord says in Psalms forty six ten, be still and know that I am God. And even in the good times in our lives, we need to remember to fall down on our knees. I'm like little we fall down on our knees can pray like Paul did to the one and only Almighty God and not just praying but crying out to him, lifting up our hands and just crying out to him. So the prayer of strengthening. Number two, the result of strengthening. Verse 16, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love, the word here is do well. The word do well doesn't mean just arrive, but, but be settled down and make yourself at home. I didn't, tell, I didn't tell her I was going to do this, uh, but my, my mom is here and some of my family is here with us today. Hi, mom. But, uh, but when, family, when family comes to town, what do they do? They, they, when they come, for, come to town for a short visit, just as any of us would do, you, you take your, 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 your uh, suitcase and just leave all your clothes in the suitcase, right? And you try not to make a mess of the room, right? Abigail, Hannah. Sisters, of course. That's just, anyway, um, uh, But when someone moves into a home, I think about when me and Tia bought, uh, Tia and I bought a house in Torrington. Uh, when someone moves into a permanent home, what do they do? They redecorate it, right? They take off the, the, the wallpaper. Uh, they, they, they paint the ceiling or walls. Um, and uh, they, they, they just redecorate. Get rid, They get rid of the Wyoming wood panelling. Oh. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> oh <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but okay. Bunny trail, see? (laughs) Jesus Christ cannot be at home in our our hearts until our inner being submits to the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying here in verse 17 that when the Spirit of Christ moves into a person, he he will come do some redecorating inside of them everywhere. Christ will make changes in us and he will be more at home in our lives. Okay, let's look back into verse 17. It says, then it says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love, you as an individual are being rooted and being grounded in love. The idea of roots being sticking into us. It is the love of Christ. Okay? Jesus, It's like Jesus throwing out uh, seeds and planting them. Right? I think of the farmers uh, in, in Goshen County. They go out into the field and they plant the, the crops and, and uh, uh, the, the roots, the strong roots are growing in the ground. That's what Paul is meaning by... Being rooted and established in establishing love, right? So, when, when we ask for the true forgiveness and repenting of, of, of our sins and allowing Christ to make himself home, we are, and we are submitting to Him as Lord, the result is that we become rooted and grounded in love, settling with a strong foundation. The ones that have, haven't... What about the ones that don't know Jesus? What about the ones that say, there is no God? It's, it's, getting, it's getting bigger out there that people are starting to say that. That's the world, the culture that we're living right now is people are saying, there's no God. Right? The ones that haven't taken root in Jesus, what are we doing to talk to them to show them, to teach them, uh, uh, teach them what the love of Christ is, and having this strong foundation in Him, and being rooted in him, and being ourselves deeply rooted in Christ and living in the depths before others. The, pa- the prayer of strengthening, the result of strengthening. next Paul teaches us how to receive. To know and to receive the strength of God. So number three, the, the, the reason of strengthening. Verse 18, okay? Let's read verse 18. Paul goes on by saying in verse 18, may have, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Here is Paul giving the reason of the strength on his knees saying, God, let these people, the people that I love, have the strength to comprehend with all the saints to to what is the breadth of how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. But Paul is also using um, some... Dimensions of here and as a major theme of, in this letter concerning God's grace, and it, it falls into those words—the words of uh, of wide and how long. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you illustrations, okay, of what he's talking about. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna i got like going everywhere today. Um, let's see. Okay, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep. The first word, the word wide, it illustrates God's accepting love. If you go back into Ephesians 2.17, it says, He, meaning Jesus Christ, comes and preached peace to whom we are far away and peace to those who were not near. Having trusted in Jesus Christ fully, nothing you have done and could ever do to put you outside of His embrace. The second word is long. It illustrates the lasting love, the love of God for us in the beginning of creation, before creation. Ephesians 1, 4, uh, 1, 4 through five. It says. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He, uh, in love, he predestines predestined predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. He has committed himself. He has committed himself to us and to love us from eternity. The third word, high, it illustrates his exalting love. Uh, Ephesians 2, 7, uh, 2 uh, chapter 2, 6 through 7, it says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in, in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the inca- incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. We're not only saved from hell, but we are lifted we are lifted into heaven. We need to grasp how high is the love. Of Christ and how much He, he has in store uh, for us in heaven for eternity. Can you imagine that? What He has in store for us in, in heaven? And know that we will be forever a new creation. And then the last word, it's, it's deep, it, illustri- it illustrates His sacrificial love. In Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, in accordance with, with the riches of God's grace that lavish on us with all wisdom and understanding. Christ lives the perfect life, but he experienced suffering here on this earth by dying on the cross for you and me, and truly, we, de- we deserve it. We deserve it. But he did it all out of the personal love for you and me. His love is so deep for us. So let's go on to first 19. Look at verse 19. Paul goes on saying this, And to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul is saying, hey guys, I want you to know the love that surpasses knowledge. How can we know something that is past knowledge? It's knowledge beyond our own knowledge beyond what we are educated in beyond the knowledge of the knowledge that we have as human beings it's the knowledge of the love of the love of Christ it's not just information you just pass on that's why paul is on his knees praying saying that i can't make them to know this knowledge but god you can help them to know the knowledge of, of the love of the love of christ and then it goes on. It says that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I want you to think about this. When, you, when people describe you, do they say that you are filled with all the fullness of God? Think about that. In your life, what have you been wanting to be known for? Is it that teacher that wants to make a difference in your students' lives that you work with? Is Is it that police officer that is known for great integrity, being that leader that leads well? Is it that mother that wants to raise her children well? Is it the father that provides for his family? Those are all great goals. They really are. I don't know about you, but for me, I, I, I not only want to be known as a great youth pastor and a great worship pastor, but I also want to people to say, that guy right there is not normal, but in a good way. <laughs> my, my, my wife is laughing because she agrees. <laughs> But that guy, that guy that's not normal, to say that the way that he prays, the way that he worships, the way that he lives his life uh, and living about reproach, reproach for Jesus, I want them to say I'm not normal. Why? Because I'm not just a human being, but I'm being filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? I'm being I'm being filled with the fullness of God, with a supernatural joy that produces peace in any situation. So people will say that I'm not just that another guy. Think about that. I'm not I'm, are you that person that wants to just I want want people to say, "Hey, that's just another person." Well, that person's not normal. I want you to do this. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are not normal. (laughs) Or let's not be normal, okay? All right. So the prayer of strengthening, the result of strengthening, the reason of strengthening, and finally, the last two verses say this in 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurable more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be be glory in in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Paul is leaving us here with a doxology, talking about the power that we can receive, the power that strengthened us. That power is God. The, the, God's power is what he's talking about and what he is able to do. You and I can simply cannot imagine all that God is able to do. When you and I ask for things that further his plan to bring all things together under Christ, including helping us to become fitting, a fitting home for His Spirit, and to know the unknowable of the love of Christ, we need to remember we are. Uh, we re- we need to remember who we're talking to. God is willing; He is able to do the unthinkable for us, and that the one. He is yeah. he's is. Man, man, I, I, when I was writing this this week, man, I'm just blown away of what Paul was just digging deep in, into what Paul was saying uh, in this passage. It's amazing what you could get out of those verses and any verses in the Bible um, and encourage you to go out there and get into your scriptures and read and deep, dig, dig, dig at what the, what the writer is saying. Okay, that was my bunny trail. Back. So, I'm going to ask you this again. Are Are we, think about us, or you as yourself, are we getting down on our knees, praying and crying out to God for our people? Are we truly doing that? Are we being rooted in and grounded in the love of Christ? Are you being filled with the, with the fullness of God being that not normal person? And when the, the storms roll in, and, where does your strength come, come from? Who do you turn to when everything in, everything in life is spinning out of control? Do you rely on yourself or the power of Christ Jesus? And are you allowing God to be God in your life and being or being your own God so worship worship team can you come up um, and let's pray Father we need you we need your strength and I and we feel weak and alone. I ask that your strength overtakes me and it helps us and it overtakes us and helps us withstand that I am fa- what I am facing in life. Lord, I just pray that we can, we can apply this to our lives and we can take it serious. You want us to take your word serious. Lord, thank you that you love us, the passionate love and the, the, the perfect love that you have for us. And Lord, that we know that you are able to do anything and we, we can't even imagine what you can do. We love you and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.